Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's May 12th. Uh, we're looking at your boy has a bit of a cold. Um, so you'll hear some, some snot blowing, some uh, crazy noises. And as somebody on YouTube pointed out, I think it was months ago, um, you're going to hear some mouth noises. So buckle up, buddy. <laughs> uh, ASMR is in the house. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the debt ceiling. Uh, what happened with the debt ceiling yesterday, they put off today's meeting at the White House because staff members have been meeting and have had some progress. Um, you've heard from the Democratic side, we've had some progress. You've heard from the Republican side, there's nothing going on. So uh, a bunch of bolster, fear-mongering crap again. Um, but make no mistake, Jim Cramer is saying he is concerned so have no concern. Uh, inverse always wins. <laughs> Jim Cramer announced on Twitter that he was sorry for his downbeaten tone. Douche. Douche. Um, yeah. So the, I, I think there's a running poll probably on Facebook how many times I say douche over the, uh, uh, an episode. But uh, yeah, the debt ceiling, we talked about it. CPI with the inflation, uh, PPI with the cost of goods, the producer price index, and then the debt ceiling. We've covered two of the three. So I, you know, here's the thing. Um, and, and we'll look at long-term. SPY here. It's been in this trading range. I mean, this is the four-hour algorithm. It got you another buy yesterday at 4.11. Uh, in pre-market, you're at 4.13. What's interesting about this is if we go to the weekly, and we've been talking about this, this wedge here. Um, I'm going to zoom in here, and I'm going to pull this up. Now, typically what I say is when you're over this nine-day EMA, uh, and that's the green line, you have what's called confirmation. Well, if we hold above 409 today, if we don't go down to 409, I think you still have confirmation. And, and look, you're not going to close, you know, it's, it's not going to 100% be a green week. Uh, so far, it's a red week. You're down 0.2%. Um, you opened at 4.12. Uh, you, you're closing right now at 4.12.13. So it's in this trading range. It's just not going anywhere. So um, that's where we are with SPY. Again, I think 4.09. Now, let's take a look at the same thing on QQQ. And then we're going to go over to Seeking Alpha. And we're going to look at that. Um, here is QQQ. You had this buy-in here on April 28th at 3.20. You've still got confirmation. You're still going. You're above that. This is on the four-hour algorithm. Uh, and the four-hour algorithm, so you know, over two years, if you had bought QQQQ with the algorithm, you would have gotten in and out 28 times. Uh, you'd be up 2.29%. And that's not including this current one. Um, if you had just bought QQQ and held it, which I do recommend if you want exposure to the NASDAQ, 
you're up 0.36%. That's over two years. Uh, now let's take a look at the weekly because that's what we saw with SPY. You don't have the wedge. You absolutely 100% don't have the wedge. You're above that 200 day. So you're moving pretty well. Here's the highs back in um, January 2022. That was well over the 200 day. You just touched the 200 day. When you broke the 200 day back here in, in January, December, that was the buy. Uh, you know, you didn't know if you were going well far further down. You didn't know you were in a bull market, but it's clear we're in a bull market. You've got confirmation. Uh, let's zoom in a little bit. See, uh, you're in green. You're up 1.17. Well, I don't know if you're up, but during the period, it's 1.17. Um, you opened at 322. You're closing right now, as of yesterday, 326. In pre-market, you're holding. It's 326.59. So where are we? Here's the year to date. Here is SPY, QQQ, uh, Dow Jones, and IWM. So SPY is up 8% year to date. Um, QQQ is up 23% year to date. Dow Jones is up 0.64, barely making it. Your small and mid caps, IWM, where everybody's saying that's the opportunity. I just don't see it. I think big tech is still the opportunity. Um, but IWM is only up 0.19. Or I'm sorry, it's down 0.19. So that's the year to date. Let's talk about, uh, I've, I've completely dismissed my Webull account. My Webull account is only up 5%. It is Dow Jones based. The Dow Jones is only up 0.64%. Uh, it, this is a thousand dollar challenge that I took for the year. What I'm doing is a thousand dollars, whatever I make in this account, I will absolutely, I will donate at the end of the year to charity. It's going to be an ongoing thing that I do. Um, I'm hoping that I can make about $2,000 in this one. I focused on the Dow Jones because I thought that was going to be the one to take off, um, this year in the quote unquote recovery. I was 100% wrong. So my Dow, my uh, Webull account is up 5%. Um, my Fidelity account, which is NASDAQ focused, is up 23%. Uh, my Webull account uh, has a couple of shares of Apple, not a ton. Um, it is, again, it's Dow Jones based. I think it's got Caterpillar in there. It's got Boeing in there. Uh, it's got Disney in there. There is a very small amounts of each, but it's Dow Jones based. And remember the Dow Jones is only 30 stocks. QQQ is a 100. It's the 100 NASDAQ stocks. So, um, yeah, should have been NASDAQ based. It, 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 again, you want to base yourself against an indices for that one. Um, the Dow Jones is only up 0.64, but, but my Webull account is up 5%, so I'm beating it. If I were S&P focused, uh, I would not be beating it. I would only be down, uh, I would be down 3% because the S&P is up 8%. So clearly I would have been better just going SPY, would have been better going QQQ. Uh, small and medium caps, I just, uh, I don't like them. Uh, but that's the difference. So um, there's your overall look. Now let's get into specifics. Uh, Tesla. Musk found a CEO. There, uh, the CEO has been identified. It is on the private Facebook group. Go and look at who the CEO, the new Twitter CEO is. I posted a photo. I will not ruin it. Uh, those on uh, YouTube Live have already seen it. But if you're not part of the Facebook group, go and look. I posted her picture. It will shock you. It will be, a, a, you will never guess who he picked. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Let's just say she's a math major. And let's just say, yeah, uh, she's had some interesting Caribbean vacations. <laughs> but found a new CEO. They also just raised price. Uh, I said, hey, um, with uh, Tesla, um, once he found a new CEO for Twitter, it was off to the races. I think it was up 3 or 4%. In, pre, in uh, pre-market, it's up 2%. I think you're looking at a 10% run on this one. I think you're going to cover this one up to 179. This is the four-hour algorithm. You got this gap down here. Now, you still have this gap back here between one, at, down to about 145 that has not been filled. Uh, I think you start adding to Tesla here at 175 because I think there's a lot of positive news coming out of this. Uh, I think uh, full self-driving coming out with uh, full AI from uh, point-to-point AI, I think that's a huge, huge step forward. Um, I, I, you know, full self-driving is what they're putting this company on. He's basically selling the cars at less than a 20% margin, which by the way, historically with Ford and GM having like four and 5% margins, he's doing incredibly well, but Ford and GM, you just don't want to own. Um, but I do think that this stock is probably, he's going to be focused on Tesla. Now I think he will start moving this stock upwards. Remember he only bought Twitter because of the Tesla stock, and he knows this. So Tesla stock has to continue on that one. Uh, oil. If you want to know what's going on with oil, just go to Finviz, finviz.com. Look at this this oil chart. Um, crude oil, you can see it's, it's going up. Um, I just don't think it's going up. This is, this is pre-market. Uh, it's one day. If you want to look at crude oil, just click on there. We're going on four weeks now of a downtrend in oil. And you're seeing a, a pretty good move down. Now, the question is, do we continue that one down? I don't know. I like energy stocks. I like PXD. Uh, I think Exxon at 100 is a great price. Um, I think uh, CVX, which is Chevron in the 150s, is a crazy good price. Doesn't have confirmation. Uh, Exxon doesn't have confirmation. It's at 106. Um, your Devon energy, I got asked yesterday, is Devon a good one, uh, under 50? I think so. Even though it's at 47 and it's hanging back here. I don't know if the, hold on, your boy has to blow his nose. Uh, like I said, ASMR at its best. Oh, and I'm not pausing this. It's too much editing involved. Um, but Devin, Devin's one of these, you know, if, if we look at Devin and we go to FinViz and look at Devin, the average price target is still 66. Now you can see the most recent kind of downgrade initiated coverage USB neutral with a $60 price point. Um, you can see down here, there's people buying the, the CEOs and, and the management, they're buying in the 40s and 50s. And now they're not buying a ton, but look at this, $49.98, the EVP COO, just bought a million dollars worth. Um, the president CEO bought a million dollars worth at around 53. If you don't think these guys are managing to that price point, you're out of your mind. Um, they're going to manage to their own purchases. So is Devin a good one? I think it is. Uh, is PXD a good one? Let's see. 
I don't think, I still don't have PXD in our core portfolio. And I probably should um, because PXD, Devin, by the way, uh, while you're waiting for it to get up to, um, you know, 53, 54, when you buy here at 47, you're getting paid a 10% dividend. Why not? You know, two O's, uh, Pioneer. I bought in at 208. It's trading at 207 right now. Um, I've enjoyed a dividend while I sit here and wait. It's in this range between probably 180 and 240. I think you can take advantage of that range. I think what you want to do is you, if you're trading in a brokerage account, you want to wait until this gets to a long-term capital gains, which means one year. If you're trading this in a, um, a retirement account where there's no tax events, I think you could take some profits around some of these charts. Now, you're, you'd be out as far as the algorithm goes, the four-hour algorithm. Uh, the 65-minute algorithm on PXD, uh, you'd be out as well. Um, you have this de descending triangle on, the, 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 uh, on PXD. Uh, and it's not good. It's kind of putting in its base here at 206. I think that's a good base for it. Let's look at the 65-minute on Devon. Um, you've got the same, same kind of chart. It just, it has you out. You just don't have that descending triangle that you saw on the other one, but it's very clear that this one is kind of in a no man's land, if you will. Now the, uh, the 65 minute algorithm on Devon loses you 15% over eight months. Uh, if you would have bought and held, you would have lost 33%. So it's a good one, you know, that, that 65 minute algorithm is great for things like this if you want to get in and out. Uh, I just think oil and energy, it, it's, it's been the recession fear. That's been it. Bond rates, I bring up bond rates um, here. <clears throat> when they talk about inversion, it means that the short term is higher than the long term. And when you look here, the typical inversion for a uh, recession is when the two-year is higher than the 10-year. And so your two-year here on Fidelity, U.S. Treasuries, is at 3.98. Your 10-year is at 3.4. That was bigger last year, but we've been inverted since March of last year. And there was a lot of, uh, were a lot of economists who were screaming we're heading into a recession because of the inversion. Inversions always lead to recessions historically. So we might see a recession. The question is, um, and, and I think the Fed is leading us towards a, a recession. Um, I think most of their staff believes that we'll see a recession. It's just how deep will the recession be? Now, when you go to three months, here's what you have to know. You're not getting paid 5.19 for three months. It's an annualized percentage. So you hold it for three months till maturity. You don't get 5%, but you get the annualized um, 5.19. Since it's a U.S. Treasury, you don't pay taxes. The reason this is so high is because of the fear of default. If you start defaulting, this could wind up um, not being paid at 5%. Simple as that. So it, 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 it's a little bit you know, hard to look at in that, am I going to get paid as a U.S. Treasury? You know, CDs, when you buy a CD, your, your money's locked up. You can say, if, say for instance, you know, we, do default, uh, we don't default, that, and that 5.19 all of a sudden goes up. Well, you know, here's the thing. If you're guaranteed 5.19, great. So if we don't default and you get 5.19 for three months, fantastic. You can always sell that U.S. Treasury um, you know, before its maturity. 
For a CD, if you back out, you can't get that money. The money's locked up. There's like a 10% penalty and stuff. So I'd rather see you get U.S. Treasuries if you want safety. Uh, let's talk about PacW. PacW yesterday was down 20%. Um, they did not make an announcement. Like I said, you know, they had to in order to kind of appease the market. So I would stay out of this. Um, I would absolutely not get into this. I would probably stay out of DPST. And the only reason I would stay out of DPST, you're heading into a weekend. There's no reason to risk your money over a weekend uh, with something like the regional banks uh, and management like, um, you know, PacWest. Just sit around. You know, if you want to put your money in, put it into TQQQ, one of the triple levered ETFs or something like that. I think you're absolutely 100% safer in those things. If you want to hold over the weekend, I don't necessarily hold those things over the weekend, but um, hey, have at it, Hoss. <clears throat> Trendspider posted a um, chart last night about NVIDIA. NVIDIA, you're in here at 275. You're trading at 285. Their earnings are coming up May 24th. It's been just on a historic, historic run since January. This is the four-hour algorithm. If you got in here at 147, kudos to you. There has only been one time where the algorithm has gotten you out. Now, here's what you have to know. Over two years, uh, my algorithm produces 123%. Uh, nothing to sneeze at. So if you get in and out, you had 24 positions. Um, your average win is 19%. So that 275, it looks like it could wind up being a winner. Uh, if you bought and held this stock, you'd only make 101%. Now, I say only make 101%. This is one of those where you probably just want to buy and hold. But if you didn't, this is what I wanted to show you from, um, from TrendSpider. And how do I get this up here? Um, bu -bu -bu oh, there we go. We're going to move this up here. And we're going to go back um, and we're going to do monthly. And we're going to go back to the IPO date, which was do, 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 1999. Um, June. You only win 48% of the time. And I got to sneeze. It's one of the lowest months of the year. Uh, January is the only other worst month. Oh, and your boy has to sneeze. I'm going to put that. Ooh. Oh, don't you hate it when you have to sneeze and then it goes away? But uh, it's 48%. It's one of the lowest months. Look at the rest of the months. I mean, they're, they're, it's huge. This stock has just been a killer uh, since 1999. So January, eh, it's red, 38%. Um, you just don't want to invest in this in January or June. And I would say hold off if you want to open a position. And that's the reason. I love TrendSpider. They give us actually, um, uh, you know, clicking on that stuff. It's just nice and easy. Again, TrendSpider is just a tool. It's fantastic um, how they just allow you to click on stuff and look at it. But it's the seasonally, um, one, it, it's the second worst month. So don't start a position here. And I am going to do a chart uh, with um, sell in May and go away over like the last five, six years. Uh, let's get into some user questions or listener questions. Brian from Facebook wants to know about Perry and SE. And he asked me about Manchester United. I won't go into Manchester United. I'm just not a, I don't want to invest in sports. I want to watch sports. Here's Perry and Network. 
uh, P-E-R-I. You had an, a four-hour cross-up here at 33.28. You're at 34. Um, historically, I mean, it's pretty high. It's gone on a run here, it looks like. Um, you've got a gap down here between 25 and 26, it looks like. Um, they're earning 61 cents, 90 cents, and then back down to 60 cents. That seems to have brought them down here. Maybe they did a pre-announcement or something. Let's look at their fundamentals, see if they're making money. Uh, their PE, their communication services. Let's go down to the bottom and see what they do. Provides digital advertising solutions to brand agencies and publishers in North America, Europe, and internationally. It provides Wildfire, a content monetization platform, search monetization solutions, including website monetization. So it's kind of an advertising. Advertising, if we go into a recession, is going to get absolutely destroyed. Uh, that would be my fear of this one. Has it been beaten down enough? I mean, if you look at this, it's still in that upward trend um, from its October uh, 2022 lows. Um, where it was trading at 22. I'm not sure where the actual um, uh, catalyst is, but here's the thing. The target price is 38.81. You look at April 24th, they were downgraded with a, from a stifle, um, stifle, stifle, you know, tomato, tomato, uh, buy to hold and $36 price target. Uh, the only other uh, um, analyst coverage was a buy but that was from Stifle in February of 2022. So it doesn't get a lot of coverage, but that $38 price target average and it trading at 34, eh, what's your upside? Um, your 52-week high is 42, probably was overhyped. 52-week low was 16. You're 170% above that. Um, their market cap is 1 billion, so they're a tiny micro cap. It's an Israeli company, which by the way, should always be invested in. Those guys are just incredible. Um, I don't see any insider sales. Nothing gets me excited about this. Do I think it's going back to those 42s? You'd have to um, be perfect to go back up there. I think you're probably heading back towards that, that gap down here at 25, to be honest. You're just at your 200 day. I mean, let's take a look at a weekly just to see. It's been an outperformer. So... Uh, if you think that it could continue to outperform, great, invest in it. I'm just not. I'm not seeing anything that tells me, hey, that's a fantastic opportunity. I think you missed the boat on that one. Uh, C Limited, SE. This is one that has been a pretty good performer since the December lows of 52. You're trading at 86 right now, and it's been on a run. Their earnings are coming up May 15th. You do have confirmation on this one, but... The RSI is super high at 70. Um, the MACD is up there. Uh, the algorithm loses you 45% on this one. Uh, so I'd be kind of wary of it. But uh, hold on. I need to blow. Uh, okay. Um, and I do apologize for those of you that are disgusted by cold, but I think the information is better. Uh, 75, 19, if you got in at that and you're at 86, that's great. I mean, look at this run from March at 62, got you out with a 33% gain. Fantastic. Um, if we go to a long term of C limited and we go to a weekly, you can see it's just beaten down. Just, op, you know, it's below it's 200 day. It's just beaten down. Are you, uh, 86, is that a, 
beat down price where you can go to, let's see, this was up here at 337. It's a consumer cyclical internet retail. They're not making money. And that, that is why you see it in a bear market. It is up year to date 66%. It is only 7% below its 52 week high. I do think that you want to take a look at those 52-week highs. Not all-time highs, but 52-week highs. Um, the average target price is 101, and you're trading at 86. Uh, there are a ton of downgrades here. Um, most recently from uh, January, uh, Bank of America, Biden neutral, $60 price target. April, um, uh, UBS, Biden neutral, $92 price target. Um, the benchmark company initiated coverage in April with a $105 price target. You don't have insider sales. Um, again, you're going to have to uh, just decide, is this a company that I believe in long-term? Because they're not making money. Uh, price to sales, 383. Doesn't have a dividend, so you're not getting anything other than growth. But um, was it beaten down here at 40? Probably. I mean, you've doubled your money since January. So I, I'd be a little bit careful, Brian, but I do like those both of those picks uh, if you're already in them. Dominic from Instagram wants me to look at SOXX. This is the semiconductor uh, ETF. Now, it's not a levered ETF, so it is more like QQQ and something that you probably want to hold long-term. The algorithm has you in at 413. You're trading at 411. The algorithm actually doesn't work on this. So you have to be a semiconductor fan to actually own this. And you look for good entry points. Uh, the algorithm loses you 11% over two years versus buying and holding makes you 2%. So I'd be a little bit wary, but most likely that comes from uh, us being in a bear market for the last year. Um, you know, Remember, January 2021 was the highs. So all of last year, you were in a, you, you, 18 months in, are we in another bear market for semiconductors? Eh, you, you've had your run up. Um, you know, again, this is just a semiconductor index. Uh, the RSI right now is at 48. Your MACD is kind of below the oscillator. I do see from February here, if you want to look at it, you're seeing significant reduction in volume. You saw the pump up. Look at last year. Um, we'll take a look at a weekly and we'll see the volume from the weekly, see how it pops up here. And then it kind of comes down. Um, right now it's kind of in no man's land for the weekly and RSI. You're above your 200 day. Are you getting back to these January and December, 2021 highs at 562? Probably at some point in time. Um, but even QQQ were not in there personally. Uh, I'd rather take it out of the semiconductors. And if you want to just invest in QQQ, I think that's probably a better um, uh, better alternative. And if you want to trade something, I'd trade the semiconductor uh, ETFs, triple levered ETFs. So SOXL, I think is, uh, yeah, this is the bull three times semiconductor one. Uh, this one, 
the algorithm loses you 45% versus 55% if you buy and held. I do not suggest you go from SOXX to SOXL or SOXS. This is, these are trades. I'd rather see you take 50% of your SOXX um, and move it into uh, QQQ and maybe trade SOXL and SOXS based on some type of system that you have. Maybe it's the algorithm that I use. Um, you know, maybe it's the 65 minute. These are triple levered ETFs, so you don't want to hold them for very long. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, Dominic, I, that's the way I would play it. And the only reason I say that is if you're long semiconductors and you think that they are coming back, this is the first bear market we've had, by the way, in semiconductor industry. So if you think it's going back to a bull market in semiconductors, I think SOXX is great. But make your own decision. Uh, Melissa wants me to talk about fossil fuels, electric charging stations, and EV stocks. Uh, she thinks it's our future. I know it's speculation, but let's get in early. I told her I'm not an energy expert. The energy that I hold uh, right now is Devon, um, uh, MPLX, uh, Exxon, and a couple of others, PXD. Uh, and I hold them for the dividend. So from a fossil fuels perspective, we're not getting off of fossil fuels. I don't care who, uh, who you talk to. If they say we're getting off of fossil fuels, they, there's no bigger environmentalist than me. Uh, I'm not a hippie who uh, completely ignores uh, everything that, that, you know, like, like I still use plastic. I, I limit my plastic. Um, I have an electric car. Uh, I try in my carbon footprint when I fly on planes. Uh, I don't buy carbon offsets because I think that's the biggest bullshit ever. Um, but I do limit my carbon footprint. Uh, my trash, I think, my, I, I put my trash out just to give you an idea. My trash, I, I can usually fill one bag of trash in three weeks. So I don't, I don't create a lot of trash. I live a minimalist lifestyle. Uh, but fossil fuels are here to stay. If you are investing in fossil fuels and uh, energy companies, I think what you do is you pick the one with the biggest dividend or the ones that have been beaten down, one or the other. If we're heading into a recession, you can see oil. It's going to continue to go down. Um, you know, We went over PXD uh, a while ago. PXD has an 11% dividend. I think 206 is kind of the, the, the platform there. Um, where you kind of buy in if Exxon buys them. I like Exxon as well at about 100. I think you, you can see that one go up to 120. Uh, and you got a good dividend on Exxon. Devon has a 9% dividend. Um, and I think it's a 50, if not $60 stock. But that's your fossil fuels. Electric charging stations. I have friends that, and, and I just had this experience. Let me kind of tell you my experience. So I own a Tesla. Uh, Tesla is the only one with its own charging network. So when I do road trips from Atlanta to New Jersey or down to Florida or anywhere, um, I can stop at Tesla chargers and the car guides you to these Tesla chargers. And the great thing about the Tesla network is say there's 12 chargers uh, live. The network will tell me uh, that eight of them are used and four are open. If all 12 are, are, are currently used, it will put me in line. And when I get there, I know how long I have to wait to get a charger. Um, I had a situation where I was driving my parents. My dad went to the hospital um, and then to a doctor, and we didn't have miles on the car. So I got to um, uh, the doctors in the mornings, had to take them to the doctors. And I get there, and I think I've got 10 miles. I get an alert 
that I better get to a charging station soon because um, uh, my car may not make it to the charging station if I wait. So I dropped him off and I said, I'm going to a charging station. I pulled up a, a third party app called ChargePoint. ChargePoint is secondary chargers. And I knew there wasn't a supercharger necessarily close by, but I thought I could go to a secondary charger. So I pull up ChargePoint. It is an app on your phone. Uh, and it has local and kind of like think of mall chargers, things of that sort. Uh, and I pulled up Electrify America. I saw ChargePoint had two chargers and it said both were available and it was one mile away. I said, great. It's slower than a, uh, a Tesla supercharger, but I'll go over there. Uh, it said two were available. I get there. Both slots are taken. And it's not like they were taken between the time when I, I looked at the app because I looked at the app live. It said both were available. That's the benefit of Tesla over all of the other EVs, meaning GM, meaning Ford, meaning Volkswagen, meaning Audi, meaning Mercedes. Any other EV, Polestar, they don't have a charging network. Rivian, they don't have a charging network. Rivian is the only one who said they will build one. In fact, I saw the first Rivian uh, uh, Amazon truck. If you guys haven't seen it, look at the Amazon trucks. I mean, they're, they're deploying them all over, but I saw the first one. It's awesome. And Amazon will most likely build their own charging network for Rivian because they see the benefit from their own truck um, uh, stuff. They, they want electric vehicles. So I, I just don't think there's a winner out, that yet, out there yet. If you want to invest... In fossil fuels, I think the 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 uh, in TrendSpider, I have a list of energy names that you can trade. Um, if you want some ideas, it's just Exxon, MPLX, Devon, PXD. I mean that that's Chevron. Go with whatever whatever tickles your fancy on that one. Uh, if you want electric charging station uh, stocks, I think we're just not there yet, and I think those guys are just losing money. I have a friend that is, uh, owns an electric company in Florida and Electrify America asked him to install chargers and they asked him to install chargers at a loss to him. He said, F you, I'm not installing those. Good luck in finding somebody to do it. That they found somebody to do it. And my buddy who actually has a Tesla goes over there. Half the time, the chargers are out of service. And remember, as a network, it doesn't tell you when they're out of service. So if you're on a road trip and you go to a Walmart charger that is an Electrify America charger, A, they may be taken. Uh, B, they may be out of service. So I, I just, I, I don't like anything. If you're going to invest in EV stocks, it's Tesla. Tesla's the only one, Melissa. That's the only one I can, uh, I can kind of long-term tell you to invest in. Now, if you want to trade GM and... Um, uh, Ford, I think you're okay doing that. Uh, but there you go, Melissa. Uh, oh man, hold on one second. My mouse went over there. So, uh, yeah, I am not good at editing, so I am not editing any of this. Uh, let's see, Mark from Facebook. Curious about your thoughts about Datadog. I'm in at 64. Great tip. Hey, Mark, high five. Um, just wondering what your thoughts are for long term. Datadog is one of those stocks, let's see, um, D-D-O-G, by the way, is the symbol. It has been crazy. I mean, it got good earnings, and it gave good guidance. You've got gaps below this, 
I'd be concerned that you're seeing kind of that that button hook that I t- that I see a bunch. Your RSI is at 75. It is so oversold right overbought right now um, that it's you know the sellers have to show up. When you look at the the 52 week, a 52 week high is 120, and that was way back here in it looks like uh, October of last year. It's just been a loser ever since. It is not making money. They are losing 50 million dollars a year. Um, their market cap is $27 billion. They have cash on hand, $5.95 per share. So they're not going bankrupt. It is up 17% year to date. It is down 11% uh, over one year. If you're in on this one, I would say I just don't. Here's an article, by the way, May 12th. Uh, so today uh, from Motley Fool. Why Z Scaler Snowflake and Day to Dog Surge this week? Just look at that article figure it out. I don't know exactly why they, they, I just saw, Hey, data dog crossed the 75 and it was a great option, you know, way to get in. And when you see this under the 200 day, I just think a company like data dog, that is data. Uh, and they are very well respected by the way, this is not one that's losing money. That is not respected. It is a huge, hugely respected, um, uh, company, uh, as far as data goes. Um, I just think when you get under the 200-day, you kind of buy it. You know, if you want to trade it, you kind of buy it. Um, you know, it's one of those things. If you got in at 64, eh, take some profits. I would definitely take some profits up here because I'm seeing that kind of button hook. If we go to a long-term, let's look at a weekly. Um, yeah. I mean, you probably, you could be coming back up to, here to 162. I don't know that that's necessarily the right thing, but you know, the, the average, let's see, the average target price on this is 97. You're at 85. I'd take some profits. Don't worry about that last $10. If it soars above 97, eh, maybe you, you continue to hold on to it. I'd, I'd definitely trim. I don't think I'd, I'd, you know, this is not like a Tesla where they weren't making money uh, and you continue to hold it even though they aren't making money, Datadog is probably one, you know, a good example is Snowflake. Snowflake I have in my retirement account. I just continue to add to it because I do believe in it long-term. I've trimmed some every now and then, but it's in a retirement account. So when it makes some money, eh, it takes some money off the table. Uh, overall, I think I'm still down on it because uh, I bought at a significantly higher price. Uh, last question, uh, and I love this name. Hogan Von Hulk <laughs> asked on Spotify, just so you guys know, and Hogan, uh, I, I, I love that name. Uh, I can't reply on Spotify. That's why I ask you guys to actually um, uh, do, use the link tree below because I can actually respond and talk with you guys uh, on any of the socials. Spotify, when you leave that question, I can't, uh, but I do love it. He asked, where would you recommend we put the majority of our money if we... Um, uh, to trade, if not Robinhood or Weeble. Let's make this clear. Uh, Weeble, I like. I have $1,000 in there. I just don't think it's a money manager. Um, I think that the two, the, well, I should say the three that I would go with, uh, first is Fidelity. If you have more than $2,500, remember, just send me an email um, and I'll get you, I think it's 100 bucks is what Stuart will give you. It comes in a gift card. I think Brandon got $100 in a gift card or something. Uh, we've done it a couple of times where a couple of people have done it. It's not a setup platform because remember, I don't sell a lot of shit on here. Um, I don't charge anybody crap on here. 
But fidelity, I do personally believe in. Uh, and I told a story about this where my parents were a little bit upset at fidelity. Stuart took care of everything. Stuart's now their money manager. Um, fidelity has a significant amount of tools. So education, they have people on the phone that know what they're doing. Um, there is a lot of, of things that you can do where Weeble and Robinhood don't give you. I do have a thousand dollars in Weeble. The reason I won't go with Robinhood is I just don't like the interface. It is 100% an app. When you go online, there's nothing. I need charts. I can't do it on my phone. Weeble has a great platform uh, where you can download it on your computer and do charts. Uh, you have to learn that stuff. If you're going to trade, you have to learn that stuff. Do not trade on hope and pray. Uh, understand MACD. Understand RSI. Understand moving averages. Understand that stuff. Go to Finviz and understand that stuff. Weeble doesn't give you all that, but they, at least they give you charts. Robinhood gives you none of that stuff. So um, that's why I, I, I bash them. I would go with Fidelity first. Uh, I think if you have a large amount of money, you could go to Schwab. Um, I think Schwab these days is probably even wooing you a little bit more. Uh, but the third one I would go with is TD Ameritrade. They were really good with me. Um, I liked them. And when I was trying to make my decision about, you know, I was shrinking down from four or five brokers to one, uh, and I, I made my decision to go with Fidelity. Uh, TD Ameritrade came close. The only reason was um, I had a lot of money to transfer over. Um, and Fidelity, let's just say, made it worth my while. Money talks and, you know, listen, they made it worth my while. Um, they, they, they were easy to work with. I actually enjoyed them. I, I think my, um, my initial person where I transferred it over, some of it over was uh, another uh, person over there. But I would say if, if, if you're in Robinhood, uh, try and get your money out. Try and get some money out. <laughs> uh, transfer it. See how long it takes. It takes me one day from Fidelity to my bank account. One day to transfer. So uh, Robinhood is talking about 24-hour trading. I don't know that I want to trade 24 hours. They're talking about you know significant stocks being traded for 24 hours. Um, I think I'd be too nervous on that. But uh, great question and great name, Hogan. I love that one. Uh, let's talk about scans. VOO. We talked about how SPY and S&P is just kind of trading in this range. 378. Eh, do you get in? I think we're a little bit extended. You could get in. Five years from now, you're not going to worry about 378 versus 360 uh, on uh, VOO. But it had a cross up. SPXL. Uh, this is the S&P three times bull share. Got a cross up here at 73.28. Upro, um, which is the ultra, uh, this is a ultra pro uh, S&P, 35.58. If you want to trade that one. Again, it's a little bit expended, extended. Uh, PDD, this is Pinduo Duo. This is a China stock. I'm not recommending a China stock, but I will tell you. Uh, these trade on huge swings. Uh, you can see right now how beaten down this is at 65. There is a gap up here at 83 to 90. Take your lunch money. Put it in there. I mean, just pin to a do what we can look at. If you want to see Baba. Oh, I don't want that one. 
that's a cryptocurrency. Baba is Alibaba. You can see how this one was beaten down and the uh, buy-in here was 82 and you're crossing up there at 85. So it's doing well. Pinduoduo, I think that's a good one to probably, you know, take some, some uh, quick money on. Fast and all company. Uh, this one has just been soaring. It's got a secondary cross up. That's why I bring it up. Secondary cross up. It's done really well since December. 49 was the buy-in. You're 55 right now. Uh, it's a pretty good company. Uh, team, uh, which is uh, Atlassian. Atlassian. Uh, this is a pretty good company. Uh, I, I think it's just gotten beaten down. It's at 135. Eh, the RSI is at 38. Am I excited about it? Nah, I'd rather see in Google, to be honest with you. Um, booking holdings. This one has had a ton of cross-ups recently, and it's just trading in this range. Uh, 25.17 to 26. It, I mean, it's expensive. It's expensive. And even when you go to uh, uh, Finviz, BKNG, and you look, it's just expensive. Look at that PE for a travel company at 34. That's huge. It is up 31% year to date. Uh, and you can see the week, the month, the quarter, the year. It's all up there. Uh, average target price is 28.41. So, yeah. Uh, booking holdings. And the final one, which is actually a shocker, uh, Schwab has a cross up. 47.74, you are up 3% in pre-market. This is the one if you want to buy and hold over the weekend. I don't think it's bad. I think it's hit, put in uh, what is considered, hold on one second, your boy has to make, uh, William loves when I make these noises, so yeah. Oh. Uh. Absolutely disgusting. But Schwab is one that I think you could take a chance on here in the 40s. If you get a 40 handle, I think you're doing well because if we go over here uh, and we look, they're they already passed their ex-dividend date and their dividend is too... <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. 2%. <clears throat> so it's not horrible. Uh, you're seeing uh, some, some downgrades. The average target price is 66, and at 49, if you get 66, hey, hallelujah, look at all the recent buys. Uh, these are all in the 50s. So that's going to be where they're targeting their price for too. So uh, Schwab is the final one. So hold on one second, going to take a sip of water, then we'll go into our sponsors. Mm. First sponsor is uh, Visible Phone Service. If you're paying more than $30 a month for your phone service, uh, use the link below. You'll save $20 off your phone service. Uh, it is fantastic. I use it myself. I love it. Uh, it. I think they're having a special offer where it's $25 a month now. So your first month is only $5. If you've got an eSIM, use it. Uh, second, uh, TrendSpider. These guys, the charts that I use, everything that I use, I had to a couple of people subscribe over the past couple of days, sent them all the links for the algorithms, the 44-hour algorithm, the 65-minute algorithm, all the watch lists, the core portfolio, the scanners that I use to look this stuff up. Uh, it is unbelievable, and it is all of these tools. I don't, I don't even use half the tools, but all of these tools are unbelievable, um, and they continue to uh, actually add to them. So that's the second thing. Third thing is, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, you should go over to YouTube. Just subscribe, please. Begging. 
Uh, hit the thumbs up button if you are on YouTube right now. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, I go live mostly, but I do post the podcast as its own video. So you can subscribe. You don't need the alerts on. If you have the alerts on, you'll know exactly when I go live in the mornings. Um, but most people have jobs. <laughs> so real daytime jobs, uh, you know, trump uh, this. But like I told someone last night, the reason you lived for me is to get that FU money. So uh, I would continue to listen. But I will be back on Monday. Uh, I am traveling back to Atlanta at some point next week. So there will be probably one, maybe two days where I'm not uh, broadcasting or not recording. Uh, and the elephant in the room is, yes, I did shave my head. Uh, so if you go on YouTube, you can kind of see the new haircut. Uh, it, it, Yeah, I look special. Riding the short bus, my friends. Riding the short bus. But uh, have a great weekend. I will talk to you guys later. Uh, enjoy.